Cristo. Ladies and gentlemen, we are tonight. We are going to witness the most anticipated match in the history of professional wrestling. And this is the main event of the evening. Please welcome your host for today. Jason is here. Dude, I, I swear to God, I'm not as big an asshole as it sounds like. Troy is here. Hey, I call them like I see them, all right? And Jeff is... Who the hell is Jeff? I'm, I'm so glad I get to talk about Cox. I'm really happy. Dicks. Yay. Well, look at it this way. The first thing we've done together as a team. I grab my dick, you grab your dick. You work my arm, I work your arm. Same time. Same time. It's like jerking off together, but not gay. We're not touching dicks. Each other's dicks, anyway. I'm touching my own dick. You're working it, and I'm loving it. Well, enough is enough, and it's time for... The Rundown. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. It is the Rundown Wrestling Podcast, unintentionally offensive wrestling podcast. We like to start off every episode by reminding you that we have an awesome website, rundownwrestling.com. And if you were on our Instagram, you may have seen a little teaser, a little a little tease, just, just a tip, just, just a tip. And... We're going to get to that, but first, who the fuck are we? Well, I'm Troy, with me, Jason is here. And uh, just a quick thing, and I know we got a lot of fun stuff we're going to have tonight, and I want to start things on a down note, but uh, i got some bad news today, and uh, someone I know, someone very close to me, is, is sort of dealing with a really, really uh, rough situation, and uh, I just wanted to send my thoughts and prayers out to them and uh, dedicate this episode of the rundown to Manny uh, rest in peace. All right. So as I was saying um, on Instagram, we gave a little teaser to you that we were going to be, be uh, debuting something tonight. And what this sort of started because we, we had a little, a little argument um, in our host thread. It wasn't an argument so much as me just <laughs> educating people who were incorrect. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, so yes, we, we had, <laughs> we had a little, a little debate regarding, uh, two very attractive individuals, uh, Carmela and Liv Morgan. Yeah, but and it wasn't debate. a fair debate because you kept tr- putting the worst possible fucking pictures of Carmella up as like the this or this, and you can't fucking do that. You got to give representation out there. Well, all I'm saying, <laughs> all I'm saying. For those of you listening at home who know what I'm talking about, you he, Troy used the fucking horrible raw render picture of Carmella <laughs> that she she regularly like shits on being the worst photo of her ever taken. And that's what Troy was using as a comparison. Right. So, of course, up on our website, I threw up some better pictures. Meh. And weren't the best. <laughs> well, anyways. <laughs> at a vote to six to two, Liv Morgan was hotter than Carmel. Including so, my wife. My wife was in on that vote too. She, she voted for Liv. <laughs> and and she was correct. <laughs> so so from there, we also, uh, over on our Twitter, uh, at Rundown Network, we had a, a poll up as well for our Twitter followers on who they felt 
was was hotter as well, um, which I'm having trouble finding now. I think Carmella won on Twitter, if I'm not mistaken. Unless right. it shifted. The last time I looked, it was Carmella. Okay. For whatever reason, I cannot find it. So, um, <clears throat> But thank you again to uh, our our the people who voted on uh, Twitter and, and the people who voted on our website. Uh, but it sparked a, a conversation between... Oh, there it is. Uh, so right, so it is uh, Liv Morgan won 56% to Carmella's 44%. Oh, it did shift. Look at that. So yeah, so both... So on both of our feeds, Liv Morgan, hotter than Carmella. So. But I voted for Liv, but I'm going to say, it's not by much. Okay. It's close. Either way, there was nobody who was losing in this. <laughs> because sure. both of them are hot. So that led us to think, well, you know what month is coming up? March. And you know what, what everyone loves to do in March? Make some fucking brackets. So we present to you... The Rundown Wrestling Network Hottest Female Talent Tournament. Well, Hottest WWE Female Talent Tournament. Sorry, yes. Hottest WWE. I feel like we're, we're sort of short-shifting some of these women by not exclu- not including women from outside. We might have to do a secondary, like an NIT or something. There you go. <clears throat> Very much so. Um, so, here's what I did. I scoured the roster and found every woman that I could possibly find... Um, who is either an active worker or um, is an active on-screen talent. So Santina Morella didn't make the cut. So I was originally going to put her him in as a joke, but I was like, but then I, I would have to eliminate somebody else, and I was like, I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> Not for a joke. Um, so yeah, so uh, the other thing, there was a few of the Performance Center people who didn't make the cut just because... We've never seen them. I really hope um, Jesse Elabon didn't make the cut. I can't stand her. She did, so you'll oh, be, you'll be happy to get that. Uh, because, as again, face talent. She was. She has been on screen. Ugh. So uh, there was a, there was one or two other ones that have not debuted yet, but were either in the Mae Young Classic or in the uh, in the case of Chelsea Green, are is somebody that people know. So who is obviously signed with WWE but hasn't quite made her debut. She was on so, WWE's Performance <clears throat> Center's YouTube channel today, though. So True, true. So that so that works. So um, I took all those names, 64 females, 64 beautiful women, and threw them into a random generator to try to get some seeds, um, threw some of my own seeds while I was looking for pictures, <laughs> and, and came up with this... Fantastic. You could have stopped before you got to up. Yeah. Uh, so, so I'm going to go through um, every single one of the first round matchups. We're not going to discuss any of them. Um, we're I'm going to try just... not to, but I can't guarantee my visceral reaction will not come out. Okay. Again, completely random. So there are going to be some some very very hot contenders going one on one in the first round. There's going to be some that you're going to be. Well, I got to pick one of them. Um, but what's going to happen is each night, should, a brand new post. Should, huh? should, should I give my picks while you while you wrote, wrote through it, or <laughs> no? Because we'll get there. Are, are you afraid um, I'm going to contaminate the voting process, or I think I think you have some sway. Okay. <laughs> so I got some um, swag. I don't know about sway. You can you can say who you who your favorites are, right? You know when we go through them. But Mandy, again, like Mandy I said, Rose. I'm not going to spend. 
not going to spend a ton of time on this because we want to get going here. Mandy Rose. Right. But every night, a brand new matchup will begin. You'll be able to vote on the matchups until the next episode of the rundown drops where we'll announce the winners of that, that round. Um, and all you gotta do is go to our website, rundownwrestling.com and click one or the other choice. Uh, I will provide a picture that I feel is a good representation of the, of the talent. Um, but of course you're already on the internet at that point. You can go ahead and Google it. What I tend to do is I will Google the person's name in Google images and then I will do a secondary search with that person's name follower by the word nude. So that is a good way to <laughs> way that I have found to get best of both worlds on this. So although we um, we, we hold no responsibility if you Google that with Paige, what's going to come up? Yes, yes, there's going to be a lot, and it's going to be a, a hell of a lot for me to restrain from using certain pictures on our website. <laughs> but I'm going to try. So like I said, every night brand new matchups going to come out. Um, this is uh, exactly like the NCAA tournament where we do have four different brackets of 16. But no, um, no specific seeding. It was more. No, random. not at all. It was it was completely random because, first of all, if we had to have a fight over who was the higher seed, it just it, do, it it takes away a lot of the fun of it. So it's much much more fun this way. Yeah. So again, like I said, there are going to be some difficult matchups. There are going to be some some people here like, well, they've got a little bit easier of a path in the first round. But here we go. Um, in our top left bracket. And, of course, uh, every one of the posts will have the bracket on there as well. So you can see the, the you know, the, what's what's coming your way later on. Now, are um, we doing so, the whole first round between now and next week, or is it just one bracket at a time? It's just going to be be one bracket at a time. Okay. Um, so it, it'll it probably be, I think, three or four weeks before we start to get into the second round, and then it'll go very quickly after that. Gotcha. Okay. Um so, which again, that's why we're starting it now, because by the time we get to the winner, it'll probably be pretty close to March. There you go. It'll be like in the middle of it, probably. So here we go. And for those uh, of you who are blowing the sexist whistle on us, we're talking about doing one for dudes too. So settle down. Right. Uh, let's not forget if you if you think we're sexist, please refer back to our year end where we did choose who had the best ass for men. So. Also, please refer to the fact that we are the intentionally offensive wrestling podcast and get the fuck over yourself. Yeah. Exactly. So, Ronda Rousey takes on Chelsea Green. Maria Kanellis takes on Carmella. Stephanie McMahon takes on Lacey Lane. Zelina Vega versus Sasha Banks. That's an interesting one right there. Yeah. Uh, Mickey James versus Asuka. Okay. Sonya Deville versus Tainara Kanchi. <laughs> Lana versus Paige. Mm. Uh, Dana Brooke versus Io Shirai. Okay. So that is your top left bracket. Your top right bracket. But that so the top left bracket is what we're starting voting on tonight. So that so we are what I'm doing is I'm doing the first one tonight, Ronda Rousey versus Chelsea Green. Okay, so it's then, one then, one by one. Okay. Yep. And then I'm going to go over to the top right and do the top oh, okay. of that. And then Boom, boom, from there. And then just keep going down the list. Gotcha. So, uh, the second day we will see Tony Storm versus Aaliyah. Hmm. Um, then there is Marina Shafir versus Nikki Bella. Sorry, Marina. Uh, Rachel Evers versus Zia Brookside. Brookside, sorry. Uh, Casey Catanzaro versus Ember Moon. 
I wonder Liv- who Ricochet would vote for. Yeah, I know. Liv Morgan versus Maurice. Alicia Fox versus Isla Dawn. Oh, Jesus. Can I vote neither? <laughs> Natalia versus Jesse Alabam. Oh, that's the, that's the just kill them both. Yep. Uh, Kavita Divi versus Charlotte Flair. That's a landslide. Yeah. So the uh, bottom left will be Alexa Bliss versus Diana Perrazzo. Lacey Evans versus Tegan Knox. Nina Samuels versus Ruby Riot. Killer Kelly versus Bianca Belair. Jessamyn Duke versus Candice LeRae. Billy Kay versus MJ Jenkins. Oh. <laughs> Nia Jax versus Mia Yim, the battle of people with three letter names. Karen Q versus Kyrie Sane. And our final bottom right bracket. <laughs> This might be the this might be the one that gets zero votes for somebody. Becky Lynch versus Tamina Snuka. <laughs> uh, Bailey versus Ginny. That one might da- too. <laughs> Dakota Kai versus Brie Bella. Interesting. That'll be an interesting one. I'm looking forward to seeing how that turns out. <laughs> Your favorite, Mandy Rose versus Sarah Logan. Winner. Can we, <laughs> we should just stop now. We're done. <laughs> Well, you got to think, Mandy Rose and Becky Lynch are in the same bracket there, and they would face each other in the third round if they both make it that far. I, I think if they get there, we should just have a scissors and decide who wins <laughs> that way. There you go. Uh, Shayna Baszler and Naomi. Okay. Uh, Adam Nikki gave that a C. Yep. Zia Lee and Peyton Royce. The <laughs> surprise entrant, Eva Marie, takes on Nikki Cross. I might be in the minority on that one, but I know which way I'm going on that one. Well, see, I, I figured there was no way we would be able to legitimately have this tournament in your eyes unless Eva Marie was included in it. So that's Some she... people hate smoking hot women. I don't know why. You guys can... She can wrestle. I don't care. She's smoking hot. This is a smoking yeah. hot woman tournament, okay? Right. Exactly. And... Her, her work rate doesn't fucking matter in this thing, okay? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the the final matchup in the first round will be Vanessa Bourne versus Rhea Ripley. So, as I said, uh, after you are done listening to this episode, or while you're listening to this episode on the on the website RundownWrestling.com, you can vote tonight on Ronda Rousey versus Chelsea Green. All and right, that, so and that voting for that will continue for the whole week. Correct. Voting will continue for the whole week for all of them. Uh, we're just spacing out a little bit on, you know, the on the matchups there. Um, if if it if it happens where the one that releases before our episode doesn't get that many votes, we might wait off on that one for a couple of days until we get to a certain threshold of votes. But we'll see. But again, this is all in fun. We love beautiful women. We hope you do too. Uh, we love beautiful men too. So. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so that's this, this is our this is what we're going to be having some fun with. Go to RunnerWrestling.com for more information. We go from a complete bracket of perfect tens to the perfect ten. A ten, a ten, a fucking ten. We start things off with a little raw action as we got. Wait, to are we see... talking about the brackets again? Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, Kevin Owens <laughs> was 
made an appearance on Raw, and he decided to show us his amazing bowling skills. Yeah, his and, balls his balls were impressive. Yes, very much so. Uh, the secondary thing with Kevin Owens is um, once he does finally make his comeback, the the big rumor is that Kevin Owens will return as a face, mm-hmm. which this will be the first time that Kevin Owens in the company will be a full-on face since the first night in NXT that he showed up. Yeah, since he so, smashed CJ Parker, a.k.a. Juice Robinson, in the face and became my new favorite. No, Kevin, o- or Kevin Owens got smashed in the face by Juice Robinson. Kevin oh, Owens yeah. got, his, got his nose broken by That's Juice right. Robinson. Yeah, because yeah, fuck Juice Robinson. Yeah, and then later on that night, he powerbombed Sami Zayn into the side of the, yes. of the, the ring and forever cemented himself as the greatest of all time. And so, later on, attacked Hideo Itami in a parking lot and paid no consequences for it ever. Exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> At least that's so, yeah. what I think happened. Hey, could be, man. Uh, so, yeah, so we got, a, got a, a glimpse into Kevin Owens, and like I said, more importantly, uh, what, are, what are our feelings on Kevin Owens' the face? I'm gonna I'm gonna have a little bit of that later on, and we'll talk about it, and you'll see where I sort of throw it in. But um, I like the sort of the family man vibe they were throwing around him because it's actually a shoot. And if you know Kevin Owens or follow him, you know he's he's just a huge family guy. Um, spends most of his free time with his wife and his kids doing family activities, and so having him out there bowling. I don't know how compelling that translates to a character, but Owens is compelling enough on his own that he can pull it off. The thing that I really struck me in this was he looked like he was in fucking phenomenal shape. Looked like he lost oh, a lot gosh, of weight. Yeah. yeah, he is. He is looking great, um, and hopefully this this helps him to get more of a sustained push too, because once he lost that uh, Universal Championship, he kind of. Just kind of spun his wheels for a while, so. So Kevin Dunn won't be able to focus on Kevin Owens's fat signs anymore. Yeah, pretty much. Yep. Okay. I mean, they still might be there. He's not. He's not jacked, but yeah, he is definitely in, in very, very good shape. Yeah. And he, of course, said in that segment that he'll be back in about a month, which would still put him in line for a spot at WrestleMania if the situation presented itself. Yeah, we'll we'll have to, to you know see what happens there, and. Owens is a guy, if he comes back as a face, you know, we happen to have uh, two heel world champions right now. Uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll get to that in a little bit. All right. <clears throat> all right. So following up with that, um, the man was on Raw because, you know, I guess she's not a SmackDown wrestler anymore. Um, but she got emasculated by Hunter and Steph before ultimately losing her spot to Charlotte Thanks to Vince McMahon. So I want to hear your opinions on this segment, but also the, the, the booking of Becky, and then I'll kind of give my my feelings on it, too. So I fucking hated this. And I didn't hate it because I don't want the triple threat or I don't think Charlotte deserves to be in that spot because I don't think that's true. Um, I would pull for a one-on-one if I had you know my druthers, as uh, another co-host on this feed would like to say. Um, I mean, I have my druthers, but you know what I mean. Um, but the thing is, is the way they did this was just fucking atrocious. I mean, first off, you got this great character in Becky, and you started off with Hunter and Steph demanding an apology. Now, okay, that sort of was a throwback to the uh, Stone Cold Vince McMahon kind of stuff. So I, w- I, was, I was there for that a little bit. I could get down for it. Um, and then we spent the rest of the show 
just cutting to Becky in the back, uh, talking to everybody. Um, she did make make a comment about Finn Balor's abs, which was kind of funny. Um, but there was a lot of stuff, including at one point cutting into the women's match on the show to fucking go full screen almost to Becky and Ronda in the back. So we completely told everyone else, fuck you, this is about Becky. Um, then we go out to the ring, and you're expecting, because they've built it up like Stone Cold, you're expecting something great for Becky to just kick the shit out of him and say, I'm not apologizing. No, she just apologizes. Why? The fuck did that serve? If that's if that's the payoff for this, is that she's just going to apologize, why are we even doing this fucking angle? It makes no sense. It, there's no reason. All it did was diminish the character and the roles, the hot run she's had lately, lately to have her apologize. To It's so out of character for what she's been lately. I, I fucking hated it. And then we're going to add Charlotte to the mix. Now, if if she doesn't apologize, if instead she doubles down and goes after Steph again and takes Steph out, and then the response is, you know what? You're suspended and we're adding Charlotte to the match. Fine. That makes sense. That's not what we get, though. We get Becky gets emasculated by Steph and apologizes to her. And then they say, okay, you've got your match. Oh, no, no. Vince comes out uh, before his music hits, uh, flubs his first line, and then proceeds to tell us, hey, uh, you're suspended because I don't like you, I guess. All of a sudden just now realized he doesn't like Becky, I, despite months of this character being what it is now. Um, so instead of that, I'm going to suspend you and I'm going to put Charlotte in a match. Why? That makes no fucking sense. And it, it, there's no compelling story to it. You had compelling story. You had Becky wasn't an official entrant into the match. Charlotte was the last official entrant in the match. You have your out if you want to add her to this. You, this was the worst possible way to accomplish that goal. Horrible, horrible, awful, terrible. You know, for me, um, up until this past week, I've been largely on the side of the, they, they seem to know what they're doing. You know, once like Becky got suspended, and a bunch of people, you know, a bunch of bunch of marks were running around and going, "Oh, I can't believe you're gonna you're gonna take the the hottest act off of which, TV." Which marks and, would you be referring to? Sal. Um, <laughs> And oh, I can't believe you're going to say she hasn't missed a fucking episode. Not only that, she's been on both fucking shows every week. So I was largely like, you know what? Um, the, the same people that are that are complaining about the booking on this are the same ones that are saying they never do long term booking anymore. You know, so I was like, I'm like, there's a story that's being told here. Just give it time. Wait and, and see when we don't you keep complaining because you, you don't want payoffs a week afterwards, so we're gonna give it a little bit. So then this week rolls around, and I'm like, okay, you know, let's let's see how we prolong this. I get Becky Lynch, Ronda. That's your your biggest women's storyline right now. It should not be your only women's storyline, and that's what well, it is. Well, no, it's not. It's not because. Here's the thing. Despite Vince saying, "Hey, Ronda, this is what you're gonna see at WrestleMania." We actually have Ronda defending the title this weekend. Not yeah. that not that anyone in the WWE is even giving on television a remote possibility that Ruby Riot could win this thing. They're all yeah. just completely glossing <laughs> over that. Why even have the fucking match then? 
Why have the match? Why have the match and not have Asuka defend her belt? You have two champions, and one of them hasn't been seen. We're going to talk about that in a little bit, too. She She's not on the show. The, the Raw Women's Championship is dominating both shows. And we do have... We we are having a storyline with with the women's tag team belts, I, I will say that. But we have two single women's championships, and only one of them is having any attention paid to it. So all of that out of the way. Yeah, even if they don't, even if Oscar doesn't have a match at this weekend's pay per view, there was no reason you couldn't give her a match on SmackDown this week. Sort of what they did with the revival and and Rude and Gable. Especially considering that for the past two weeks we did the exact same three corners tag team match with the women back-to-back weeks. You only had to do that once. The other week oh, could God. have been an Asuka match. Those were awful, too. Yes, they were. The Raw but. one was terrible. I will say this. I thought the SmackDown one, a little bit off-topic, I guess, was was much better in that the Iconics were smart enough to know <laughs> we can't fucking be first if we don't get in the ring. So they just avoided that, getting in the ring. It was fucking brilliant. That was good that booking. Was, yeah, that's exactly what you want from your heels. You want your heels to be smart and be like, well... If we don't lose, we won't be versed. Right. Bye. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was brilliant. So, yeah, they they never was... got in the match. Yeah. So that was great. But yeah, the the issue here was, if you like, you said it was like, okay, this this has been the nonsensical booking that we've seen every once in a while. Okay, if Shane McMahon beats the Undertaker, he'll be able to take over SmackDown. Oh, he lost. He still gets SmackDown. Right. Oh, uh, if you apologize. You, you can go back into your match. Oh, you apologized? You're still out of the match. How does that make fucking sense? Well, so, Steph, and, Steph and, and Hunter were going to let her back in the match, but Vince overruled them because, you know, they, they're listening to what we want, and apparently what they think we want is more heel authority figures. I thought they were supposed to be faces. They well, were faces a week ago. <laughs> all of them were. When we started this whole thing, all of them stood in the ring, and, were, and they were like, we're faces now. You yeah. hate Baron Corbin? We do, too. Yeah. And instantly it turned around into oh that person you don't want in this match we're gonna put him in this match right. here comes charlotte and yeah all you had to have with vince was for him to say these exact words charlotte was charlotte won the royal rumble even though she wasn't the last Char- person charlotte charlotte's lawyers contacted yeah. us really play up the shit heel aspect for charlotte yeah. That's all you gotta do. Instead, it's just like we're gonna put this chick in the match for no reason. But you have a reason, right? <laughs> yeah, it makes no fucking sense. Ugh. And I was with it. I was with it up until Same. this week. Same here. And this ju- this just killed it for me. Now, obviously, we've got like fucking two more months of this shit to figure out what what's gonna happen with it. And a whole other pay per view after Elimination Chamber. So a whole another one. Yeah. And it's like, are, is Ronda going to defend the belt again against another random fucking person? Because like oh. you said, she's got a match. Nobody has mentioned Ruby Riot. I'm pretty sure the first time this match was mentioned was when Hunter announced all the matches at the start of Raw. Probably. I don't think the match was ever announced prior to that. Yeah, I tell you. I don't, I don't get it. So... One thing we did have, uh, moving over to Across the Sea, we had um, an event take place in Osaka, Japan, the new beginning in Osaka. And um, we had a title change. 
as Hiroshi Tanahashi lost the championship to Switchblade Jay White. In his first <laughs> defense. Yeah, his first defense. Um, so, so I went out and watched the match today. Uh, I don't know if you've seen it, Troy. Um, nope. But, okay. Uh, match was actually really, really good. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, and I'm not a huge Jay White guy, um, but I thought he did a nice job in this match, and he's he certainly elevated his performance over the last year in New Japan. Um, for me, the, this is the thing that makes this more compelling is sort of the outside-the-ring stuff, because you look at what they've done with that IWGP championship lately, um, and it, it's epic title reigns. I mean, Okada's reign was, was God forever. Uh, and then the epic story with Kenny Omega leading to Omega winning the title, and he holds it for a while. And then you go into the um, the big event at Wrestle Kingdom, and he loses the belt to, to Tana, and it's like, okay, um, cool, I guess. A lot of people were curious at that point, did that title change occur? Was that the plan all along, or was that a reaction to... Uh, Kenny and AEW in the Bucks and wanting to just get them completely off the program. I think we got our answer. Um, because I don't think Tana <clears throat> drops the belt this early if he was originally planned to have it. Uh, Omega did an interview with Meltzer recently where he said, as he understood it, the plan originally was for him to beat Tanahashi at uh, Wrestle Kingdom carry the belt into the Madison Square Garden show where he would drop it to Okada. Now, we're going to <coughs> we're gonna have to wait and see, but if what happens from here is Jay White now takes that title to Madison Square Garden and drops it to Okada, then Jay White just became the, you know, surrogate for Kenny Omega, and I think that would be a really bad idea. I don't think you want to have Jay White lose that title that quickly at this point, if you want to do anything with him going forward. If you want him to be your next big guy, Jen, over there, that title has to stay on him for a while. Yeah, because at, uh, at Wrestle Kingdom 13, every fucking title changed hands. Like, every one of them other than a six-man tag team. So oh, I think even that one did, too. I think they all did. Oh, did it? I think so. No, I thought I thought the Bullet Club held it until, uh, including Kenny Omega, including uh, Cody Rhodes losing the U.S. title in one of the worst matches I've seen in a while with Juice Robinson. What do you know? Awesome. Um, so yeah, so the fact that the fact that every one of your title belts, other than the six-man tag, man, tag team belts, which changed hands on the 30th of January, every one of them are 42 days being held right now, other than your main championship. So just changed hands twice in those forty-two days. Yes, yes, that's not good. That doesn't look good at all. Now, Gato um, has a has a tradition of being tremendous bu- at, at booking these shows. So maybe there is a big long-term plan we're not seeing, but it certainly looks sort of scattershot at the moment. Yeah, yeah, I I don't know, and obviously, yeah, we're looking at it as well. Uh, you know, Jay White is a white guy. <laughs> no, he's from New Zealand, so he's not. You know, from North America. He's a Kiwi. But he's still, he's still a, a Caucasian at the top of New Japan, which is where they tend to like their Caucasians and on, you know, all, all all around title pictures and stuff like that. They're obviously still trying to branch out into it. I don't think that Jay White really has that big of a following in America. Um, but sure, 
you know. He had a brief run at uh, Ring of Honor, so he's got some recognition there. Yeah, yeah. But he didn't do anything there. <laughs> so, I just think there's other there's other people. And just have Tanahashi have it for a while. You know? Well, and if the plan is for whoever to drop it to Okada, there's no reason Tanahashi couldn't drop it to Okada. Right. Um, well, that wasn't the only title change that we had uh, this past week. Because nope. back over in, the, in, in stateside of the WWE, we had for the 57th time a title match between The Revival and Gable and Rude. And this match continued to be great. These guys have had really good chemistry with each other. Their matches have well, been... Gable against The Revival has always been great. I yeah, mean, yeah. Bobby Roode is just always kind of there. But, I mean, Gable's worked with them since the American Alpha days, and those matches were always fantastic. Yeah. So the, Gable and those guys just have amazing chemistry together. Right. Um, so, yeah, so um, we continue to have a really good match. Bobby Roode was there. Um, and the end of the match saw Chad Gable hop up on the top ropes and uh, do a corkscrew right into a shatter machine. And finally, finally, after 22 years, the Revival win the WWE Raw Tag Team Championships. Can, can we say unfuck the Revival? No. Because you know what? Asuka won a championship and hasn't been seen in weeks. <laughs> so until I see the Revival next week on Raw doing something productive, I'm not ready to say unfuck the Revival. Well, can I say, can I give them even more... Pro First off, the match was fantastic. Uh, it really was. These guys, just like I said, the chemistry is off the charts with these guys. Um, just everything was crisp and fantastic. And here's the thing, and we see this a lot on WWE, where it's like the same match over and over again. The talent these guys have is that they put such different tweaks and twists into the match that it never feels like a match that you've seen before. Uh, it always feels different and fresh and new, and that's a tremendous credit to them. Um, but then they go on Twitter, and their campaign on Twitter now is that they're champions. They want to bring back the classic WWE Tag Team Championship belts, the old-school demolition belts, as I like to call them. Um, and I am fucking there for that. Those were my favorite tag team belts ever. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that as well. Um, I would like to see them get rid of the penny belts as well. Um, especially because they're dimes bad. now. The dimes is true. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, and I would like to see, obviously, over on SmackDown, them, they get new belts as well. Um, but we'll see. You know, I would like it. I would love it so much if they had, had, tag team belts on Raw and SmackDown that weren't identical, just color-swapped. Because right now, we've got the IC belt and the US belt that are completely different designs. Right. And it makes it feel like a, like a different show as you're watching. Right. When you have your WWE Championship and Universal Championship, the exact same design. When you have your Women's Championships, the exact same design. And when you have your tag team championships, the exact same design. It's just a carbon copy to me. Right. So I would like to see them start going into having having new identities to the belts. I mean, yeah, I can see that, but at the same time, you're patterning yourself after UFC, who has the same belts for every different weight class. So, Well, then you need to have all of them that way. because they now might you, eventually. Well, you just debuted women's tag team championship belts, and they don't look like the rest of the belts. So, yeah. I mean, you know. Do you want them to? No, that's what I'm saying. Do you, I, want, I, do you want mini 
dime belts for the women because I'm I'm good with the the way it is. Like that's that's what I'm saying. I'm good with them having uh, having a unique identities to it. But I there prefer- is no the other, the, there is no equivalent on the other show for women's tag titles. So that's the only women's tag titles there are. The men's titles right. look the same. The, Except for the IC and the The women's titles West. look the same across brand, but we don't have cross brand women's tag team titles, so it's hard to say that. Right, but we also don't have cross brand mid card belts. Right. We have two mid card belts, and they look completely different. Right, but they so. were sort of inherited before the, the in place before the brand split. So, well, you know, I just I just like the old days where I do too. I'm not I'm not where, arguing with you. I'm just saying. I mean, the the world tag team belts and the tag team belts were completely different designs. Mm-hmm. You had the the big gold belt and uh, you know the uh, the old Brock Lesnar belt. So uh, just, <coughs> just, just bring me. back bring back the Shawn Michaels Bret Hart World Championship belt, the the Winged Eagle. Winged Eagle, yeah, yes. I'd be down with that. Please, All right. please, please. Over on SmackDown, we had an issue to take care of. Mustafa Ali got concussed uh, and got his eye bashed in. Thanks so we needed to... thanks to Dick Fingers. Uh, so we needed a brand new uh, six entrant, and I had hoped for Bray Wyatt or Luke Harper. Uh, I think Sal was hoping for Bret Hart or something like that at this point. I don't fucking care. <laughs> So what we got was the announcement that Kofi Kingston would be in it. And the instant reaction was, really? <laughs> You're, okay, all right, yeah, sure, Kofi Kingston. But what they did in the next hour was make you remember why you love Kofi Kingston. <laughs> like, this guy is a future Hall of Famer. Like, we, we kind of forget that because he's Kofi. But this is a guy who's won championships left and right, has had an incredibly long career, and continues to be entertaining to this day. And he went 60 minutes of a 62-minute match. And that's fucking phenomenal. And did a great job. It was entertaining the entire time. Yeah, um, just tremendous. And when, when Kofi started off with Daniel Bryan, you're sort of, okay, you're conditioning yourself to say, okay, well, here comes... Kofi's losing, but hopefully he makes a good showing for himself. But no, no, Kofi didn't lose. Kofi went out and pinned the WWE champion. Now, you might think that would get him a title shot, but it didn't do that for Mustafa Ali. So, in any event. Um, then, of course, you move on. The next guy out was, I believe, um, God, I'm blanking. Who was the next guy out after Daniel Bryan? It was um, not Samoa, Jeff Hardy, I think. Yeah. Uh so then Hardy comes out, and you're like, okay, well, he can beat Hardy, and of course he beats Hardy. And then Samoa Joe comes out. And it's like, okay, well, this got a lot more complicated. But he fucking beats Samoa Joe, too. And then AJ Styles comes out. And that fucking great moment where he's like, we don't have to do this. So you... And Kofi just said, I've been waiting for this 11 years. Let's do it. I, that was fuck. I get chills. Fucking goosebumps at that moment. Just outstanding. Uh, whoever came up with that notion to put that in there, it's just, oh, my God, all the feels. Um, and then AJ taps him out, and you get that moment where the crowd just shows their appreciation and the standing ovation for Kofi. Uh, f- just outstanding. And I even liked the fact that it was funny because when that happened, I'm looking at my clock, I'm like, there's a fucking minute left on this show. We still have Randy Orton. Yeah. And it didn't even occur to me until, boom, Randy Orton RKO out of nowhere. And to contrast 
that Kofi spent 62 minutes in this match and Randy Orton spent 42 seconds in one. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the RKO to end the match uh, was, was very entertaining. And yeah, you were like, well, thank God they got that in because otherwise we'd be like, well, who won? <laughs> um, but yeah, it was... It, it was now, I'm not one of those people who are like, oh, they made it that, oh, you now you believe Kofi Kingston can win. No, nobody nobody should fucking believe Kofi Kingston. He's not winning that title, dude. No. Like, no fucking way. Don't don't work yourself well, into a work. No, there's no way. Well, I I have I have zero perps percent. You couldn't conceive of a scenario where Kofi wins the belt for the shock value here, only to drop it at Fastlane back to Daniel Bryan. Not right before Mania. I don't know. I don't know. Because you, then you have to do something else. Keep in mind, to... Bray Wyatt won it in the chamber only to drop it at Mania to Orton. Yeah, he dropped it at Mania. It was the next month, though. It was... They, it was... they didn't have know. a fast lane in between, so... Well, one of us is going to be proven right, and it's not you. I so... didn't officially pick Kofi yet. I'm just saying I could envision a scenario. And I can't. <laughs> so, there's that. Most of the times, I can envision here. I can look at any of the other guys in this match and be like, yeah, they could do that. They could, they could take it off of Brian Ford, but not him. So the interesting thing here to me is that this was clearly the, the run through this gauntlet that was intended for Mustafa Ali. Um, if Mustafa goes in and has this run, could you conceive of a scenario in your head where you think maybe they would have put the belt on him? Yes. Okay. Yes, because he's young, because he's over. I wouldn't be uh, shocked if Mustafa ends up with the match at Brian at WrestleMania. I could totally see that happening. Yeah, see, and I could too, because it seems like he's gotten over really fucking quickly, yeah. and over probably faster than they expected. And he's already so, pinned Daniel Bryan, and yeah. they love the underdog story in those types of spots. Right. Yeah, and you, and you create a new a, a new superstar, you know. You, you create a new top baby face. So I, I could see that. I don't see it being Kofi. I'm sorry. But that's that's just that's just me thinking on on how they sell matches at Mania. And, yeah, I don't even think Kofi gets a little bit of run with it, honestly. Now, it would be great if they, they said Kofi wins it and they freebird it. I am all for that. Yeah. I'm all for them freebird. I the still think that one of them should win the Money in the Bank briefcase and they freebird that bitch. Yeah. <laughs> How do you do that, though? You come down to cash in, and you don't know which one's cashing in. I guess. That could happen. I could see that. Or they could all run down at various points to try to cash in and do the the false hope cash in and then go away. And I think it would be fun to do that at some point. I think it would be, be a lot of fun. You know, we'll see, though. Uh, all right. Uh, shifting from fun stuff to not-so-fun stuff. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. Um, Jesus. Ring of Honor decided to say, ah, fuck it. And, <laughs> and crowned a new uh, women's champion and also completely abolished the storyline that we were, we were building up to and for the heavyweight championship. So let's start with the ladies because Kelly Klein lost her championship. Yep. And it seemed like she was just starting to get her feet under her. Excuse me. And yet again, 
we have another Mayu Iwatani. Yep, we have another female champion who has zero name recognition in America. Now she's quite the quite the legend at stardom. Um, she had a lot yes. of success over there. Um, but yeah, I mean, this has sort of been the problem with this division since the start is that you get champions that people outside of the super uber IWC smart crowd don't know and don't attach to. And that's part of why I think this division has failed so far, despite the fact of women's wrestling being one of the hottest things in the business. This division, since its introduction, to me, has been an abject failure in terms of gaining any steam or popularity or momentum. Um, and, and I think the choices of who they've decided to put the belt on have been a big part of it. And I thought you were doing big things with Kelly Klein, and I was enjoying sort of her, her motion of notion of I'm putting the title on the line anytime I'm in the ring. I thought you could build off that. Um, but just all of a sudden switch gears like that going into the MSG show uh, makes me wonder if maybe she was not uh, living up to the match quality that they had hoped for from her. Yeah, and, and that may be. <coughs> but again, as, as I've said numerous times, you have other very talented recognizable women in your division who you continue to not use. True. You know, I've, I've been championing for Madison Rain to hold that championship mm-hmm. until they are able to establish another female to take her place. I think Mandy Leone could, could carry the belt. Again, not a great worker, no. but name recognition and very marketable. Right, exactly. Either somebody's knocking it. I think my cat's fucking with me. Um, so yeah, so right now, yeah, you've got I think Madison. This is Rain. how horror movies start, Troy. Pretty much. I don't know what's going on outside. The calls, my cat. the knocks are coming from inside the house. Yeah, right. Um, so yeah, so obviously um, the pussy of terror. Yeah, I would have been fine if they had Kelly Klein hold it until Tennille gets back, which seems like that was kind of the plan. But then you turn around and you're like, nah, fuck that. <laughs> so <clears throat> it doesn't make a lot of sense. And like I said, I mean, Madison Rain would be a perfect person to hold that belt until Tennille gets back. Or like I said, Mandy Leone. Um, also, like, you, your first title defense for Kelly Klein was against Jenny Rose. Right. So what what were you expecting? You're not, like, let's, let's take a step back here and just talk about the fact that you don't have a strong women's roster. And there are a ton of, of of really good female workers out there. Why aren't you signing them? Right. You know? Yeah, no, 100%. And they're, not only are they not signing them, but they're letting ones that they have relationships with leave and go other places, i.e. Deanna Perrazzo, mm-hmm. um, uh, Britt Baker, um, all these females who they have had on the roster at various times and they've chosen to not do anything with them. Um, Mia Yim, I think was another one that they could have had at at several opportunities. Um, so there's all sorts of people you want to go a dark horse. I mean, Taryn Terrell didn't want to go up to Canada work for impact, but she probably would work ring of honor. Yeah, probably. And she's got some name recognition, right? I mean, you still, you still have, you know, um, Leah Von Dutch was running around there for a while. You know, she's another person that could definitely be in it. I mean, I'm pretty sure Cheerleader Melissa is still alive. Uh, so, she's on one of those Lucha Underground deals, though. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. 
Um, but yeah, her, her, and although Thunder Rosa is under one of those too, because for those of you who don't know, Thunder Rosa is um, the Cobra Moon character on Lucha Underground. So, but she's been working with Ring of Honor lately. Yeah, she's been able to show up on TV too. So obviously, she has probably a different deal, maybe than than some like, of the other people have. If she wasn't being sort of held hostage by Lucha Underground, I think Eva Lee would be an amazing addition to the Women of Honor group. Oh God, yeah, yeah. For fan. sure. I've always been a big fan of Evilly, so I think she's great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and like Taya, I said, I mean, Taya was out there. You could have used Taya. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's a lot of them. And it just it just feels to me and I I hate to say it because I do enjoy Ring of Honor. It just feels to me like they're they're just placating. Like they're like, Yeah, we've got a women's division. Here it is. Well, they were you know. also the last to the party with the women's division, really, too. I mean, they've had random Women of Honor matches here or there. And even now, they're still not a big part of their weekly television product. They have their, their own show that they sort of do on YouTube. Right. We we know that Mercedes Martinez is gettable. Yeah. She'll work, and she is a phenomenal worker. Well, from what I heard, she doesn't want to travel. That's part of her problem. That's why WWE has, has tried to sign her, but she wants to stay local. Okay. So, All right, I get that. Well, I mean, you know, Shimmer and Shine do. kids and stuff, so. Yeah, I get that. But, yeah, like I said, I mean, it, it just feels to me like they're like, it's it's like when you have one black friend, just so you can say you're not racist. Like, we've we've got a women's division. We're not we're not sexist, you know? And it's like, well, you're not you're not trying. Like, you're, you're not trying to go out there and sign phenomenal workers. You're not really giving them a lot of time even on your show. Right. You know? They're not the, really building storylines with them very much. No, to the point where like pretty much every single title match has been just like, here it is. <laughs> well, except Other for that, Jenny Rose. She except for Jenny Rose, say, she, she, she did couldn't say her. Street Fight, but yeah, yeah, she she forgot the word Street Fight, but yeah, that was the only one so far that I can remember that they actually had at least some kind of build to it. Everything else has just been like, here's the announcement of the women's match that we're having. Yeah, and even so, now, I mean, there is still a ton of tremendous unsigned female talent out there. Go fucking yeah. find someone. Find someone new. Build a new character that your fans can attach to. Tell the come-up story, and then put the belt on that person and make them the fucking focal point of your division. Right. And I don't care if it's someone like Mandy Rose. I, somebody, not Mandy Rose, I'm sorry. Um, Mandy Leon? Yes. Um, I don't care if it's somebody like that, but, but do it with somebody. Stop bringing in these one-off random Japanese women and think that because you've got a Japanese worker out there, it automatically creates credibility for your title. It doesn't. Yeah. Japanese workers are tremendous. I love watching Japanese wrestling. That doesn't mean that the fans are going to attach to it. They don't. They haven't. Sakai, Sumi Sakai hasn't been back in Ring of Honor since she dropped the title. There's Nobody's missing her. They never attach to that character. Right. At all. Yeah. The other issue that you look at is the fact that a wrestling promotion like All Elite Wrestling has a better women's roster than you do. And you've been in business for decades. And they have four women. So that should tell you something. Well, they've got six. But yeah. Well, Penelope Ford. Do we count Brandy? I mean, really? No, I didn't. Okay, so <laughs> Penelope Ford, Britt Baker, Nyla Rose... Aja Kong. Uh, Aja Kong. Okay, Aja Kong. Yeah, and then there's another Japanese girl, too. I'm totally yeah, blanking on her name. Yuka Sakazaki. Uh, yeah, and 
Smiley and, Kylie Ray. And Smiley Kylie Ray, yeah. Who you can see at Bruce City Wrestling. But more on that later. But more on that later, yeah. So yeah, that's a better roster <laughs> in just those six people than your, well, I guess six people, uh, the women of, the, of honor. And by the way, while we're on the topic, because I wasn't here last week, and, and you touched, and, and I thought you did a great job talking about sort of the uh, all elite additions there, but uh, it came out today that apparently they, they've received a lot of sort of blowback from people oh boy. for uh, including people like Sonny Kiss, uh, uh, openly gay man, uh, and um, Nyla, Rose, Nyla Rose, the openly transgendered female performer. Um, and they to, to the point where they basically came out with a press release and they also retweeted it and said, this is what we fucking think. If you don't like it, if you don't like this, we're not the place for you. Thank you. Go take your business elsewhere. Um, and it wasn't like a tooting my own horn thing. It was a, it was a, basically a statement that said, we don't uh, condone discrimination. We support people of all lifestyles and uh, fans don't care about people's lifestyles. They care about them as performers. And that's all we're worried about. And if you don't like that, there are plenty of other places to go to take your business to. We're not interested in having it. And fucking good on them. Yeah. Um, I, was, I was very, very impressed with their handling of that situation. Um, and in other news, they posted a thing talking about how uh, Double or Nothing sold out in four minutes, and Chris Jericho tweeted, you're welcome. So fuck you, Chris Jericho. Yeah. Um, so just to kind of put put uh, put my dick on that, um, I, I really enjoy the fact that for, for Cody – it really came off like he was surprised by it. And I think he honestly was. I don't think he expected there to be the the, the, the sort of... there shouldn't uh, be at this point. It shouldn't be, no. No, because it because we we pretend that we live in an advanced society, but we also have people who believe that vaccines are icky and cause something that happens in the womb. So there's that. Uh, but yeah, you, you look at it as, they, you know, they started to get some of this, of this hate, which is the first time... <laughs> that AEW has really faced kind of any animosity or any kind of negative press. Right. Um, which which the, their handling of it I thought was really good, where they were like, hey, you know what? Uh, we don't need your money. Like, and and basically, have... here's our official statement, and we're not saying anything else about it. Yeah, which was great. It was like, hey, you know what? Um, we, want, we want to continue to focus on the product, and we want to continue to focus on the people that are involved in it. We don't want to be distracted by this bullshit that we shouldn't have to deal with. Right. Like, I, we had, we we have a an openly gay female worker in WWE, Sonya Deville, and she doesn't get that amount of hate. But her character you know? is not very flamboyant either. Like they don't push her sexuality as part of her character. Okay. Well, and I think that's sort of the difference a little bit with Sunny Kiss. Yeah. Well, um, let me let me double down on that and say, well, there's Velveteen Dream, and it doesn't seem like people have a problem with Velveteen Dream. Now he himself is not gay, but his character definitely straddles that line. <laughs> so, I mean, Kenny Omega is a gay lover. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I believe that's I, as far as I understand it. That is a shoot. He is bisexual. Yeah. Yeah. And and then of course. Uh, him and, and Kota Ibushi have continued to <laughs> have a lot of fun yeah. with that. Um, whether they are an actual couple or not is, remains to be seen. I could see it, and more power to them. Yeah. Uh, I did both, both good-looking dudes. Yeah, both good-looking dudes. I did see Kenny Omega uh, tweeted out to Kota that he was his Valentine, yes. so that was nice to see. <laughs> uh, so yeah, why why do we have no issue with that? But suddenly we have an issue with 
with this. Because like, Sonny Kiss is know. not on the level as a performer <clears throat> of Kenny Omega. Yeah. Might also have to do with the fact that he's it's not. It's sort of like, so, and, and I'm going to go a little sports on you right now, but Kareem Hunt just got signed to a contract, and, um, you know, Colin Kaepernick can't. And it has nothing to do with the NFL. It's a simply a fact of people are willing to overlook stuff more based on your level of talent. Well, even even more direct correlation between that. Ray Rice never got a contract anymore because he was broken down and couldn't play very much right. anymore. And he beat the shit out of a person, too. Right. So, a on woman. camera. A woman, yeah. A woman, yeah. <clears throat> and I would say so, his his attack was far more, and obviously they're both terrible, but he, he was straight closed fist punching a woman mm-hmm. in an elevator repeatedly. So, right. Yeah. So, but uh, that's a good segue because... The next topic is going to change a little bit regarding some some more recent uh, uh, information that came to light. Welcome to the Uso Penitentiary. That's right, because coming uh, hot off the heels of an impressive performance on Ms. TV, we learned today, today it was, right? Yes, yes. um, That apparently, while traveling through Detroit, which I don't know why they were in Detroit, um, Naomi... What was the pay-per-view this weekend? Um, I don't think it's in Detroit, is it? I don't know. I'll don't look know. it up. I'll look it up. You can go. Okay. <clears throat> so, uh, Naomi apparently was driving the wrong way down a one-way one way road. Yeah, cops hate it when you do that. Yeah. So, the police pulled her over. When they approached the vehicle, they said that it smelled heavily of booze, and they asked her to politely exit the vehicle. Now, thankfully, she is famous... So she was able to have a conversation with the police. The Toyota, Toyota Center in Houston, Texas. Yeah, so why, I don't know why they were in Detroit. Where was they, SmackDown last week? Wasn't, it wasn't Detroit. Okay. Yeah, I know, I know for a fact that the article I read this on was they were not in Detroit for any WWE event. So I don't know why they were there. But anyways, um, Naomi got out of the vehicle. And then apparently her husband, Jimmy... Was who was the passenger in the vehicle? Now he is Christine. not the one that's had previous alcohol issues and run no. into cops. This is no, the other that would be brother. Jay. Yeah, right. this is the one who has not had any run-ins with the police. He got out of the vehicle, clearly inebriated, despite the police saying, "Buddy, no, get back in the fucking vehicle." Uh, I, reports say that he took his shirt off and squared up like he wanted to fight the officers. Now the officers did draw their tasers, but did not use them because they were able to talk Jimmy down and then proceeded to arrest him. Now, all I have seen is is him being arrested. I don't know that Naomi was arrested. No, he was free oh. on bond, so. Yeah. As far as I know, Naomi, although if Naomi was driving the wrong way on a one-way street in a car that smelled like booze, <clears> how she didn't at least get arrested for suspicion yeah. of drunk driving is beyond me. She must yeah, have passed I, the breathalyzer. That's the only thing I could think is that maybe, you know, it's maybe she did make a legitimate mistake. Yeah, we've all been there. Yeah, but uh, trying to fight a cop usually not great. So uh, Jimmy right now is facing charges of disorderly conduct and obstruction of justice. Now, obviously they're on bond, so they should be fine to be um, at All Jews Must Die because they do have a tag team title match, which clearly they're not winning at this point. Uh, <laughs> But, um, yeah, this is not good, um, considering good, that, yeah. It's good for sanity they might get on TV now. 
Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, like I was all pumped to talk about how good the Usos were in the segments. Oh my god, you, you so know, and, good, yeah. And then, and then this came out, and it was like, well, shit. <laughs> so, uh, obviously, we do know that the Usos have had um, their push kind of halted way, way back in the past when Jay was originally arrested for drunk driving. So now having Jimmy also have an issue. Now, they're probably not in danger of getting fired. Um, and whatever happened with Naomi, well, you know, she can't get much lower on the card at this point. So She's, she's in the match for the first ever Women's Tag Team Championships. Yeah, but she ain't winning that. <laughs> uh, at so. this point, I don't fucking know who's winning that. Yeah. Um, all right, so but let's let's try to get past that and go into the happiness because happier topic here because you mentioned this fucking segment was fire. Um, McMahon and Miz came out for the Miz TV and they brought out the Usos and Shane sort of played into the you know I'm a mark for these guys thing and they weren't having anything of it. And they, they they played it off exactly as they should, as this team is taking tremendous offense to you people calling yourselves the best tag team in the world when you've been together five minutes. Um, there was that little weird moment where they talked about bathing together. It was a little yeah. uncomfortable. But uh, sure. other than that, this segment was outstanding. I thought they, the Usos just fucking killed it. Yeah. I enjoyed, um, I think it was Jimmy. Snatching the mic out of Mrs. Hand and just going, God damn, yeah. <laughs> just being yeah. so, so over the Miz talking at that point. Well, and then Shane um, sort of mocking their mic drop right yeah. in their face, too. So, yeah, this, this was great. This right here sold this match for me. Yep. Because originally I was like, all right, it'll be a good match because it's the Usos and, and the Miz. But now I'm like, okay, now we've got some stakes in this. Now, now it feels like an actual match that has some has something going on with it. Agreed. So. And then Jimmy went and fucked it up. Yep, Jimmy went and fucked it up because now we definitely know those titles aren't leaving <laughs> the Miz and, and Jimmy. Yet. I well, mean, they may eventually, but not this week. Probably pretty soon because it seems like we're leading to Miz versus McMahon at WrestleMania. Yeah, so. we have one more pay per view for them to turn on each other. Yeah, that's true. So you can you can easily have him lose it at um, fucking hand job or roadhead or whatever it's fucking called. Uh, so, um, but we have one last segment to talk <laughs> about over on Raw. Uh, EC3 proceeded to get his first taste of some fifty fifty booking because he had a match against Dean, and Dean reminds us why we're glad he's leaving. Yeah, so apparently Dean was supposed to come out while Seth was in the ring and cut this long promo, you know, talking about why he turned heel and, you know, blah, 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 and do a face turn and end it with the line, I'm with you, slay the beast. Instead, Dean being Dean went, eh, fuck all that noise, and just came out and said slay the beast. So the whole thing made no fucking sense because he didn't tell the story. Yeah. Um, and for a guy whose who's main gripe is not having good stories and not being portrayed well, you have an opportunity to go out and deliver an emotional, captivating story, and you were like, eh, fuck, I don't feel like doing that. And you just yeah. went out and cut to it. So fuck him. I, I have no sympathy for this guy. He continues to shoot himself in the foot at every opportunity. Um, so then what we did was we had the guy who's leaving... Uh, pin our top one of one of our promising young talents that we're trying to push it, put over. Super. Yeah, 
Yeah. So the yeah the big issue here, obviously, or the the big takeaway for me is that I think finally everyone is starting to come over to my side and realizing that Dean is actually leaving because this seemed to put I the never bad. I said he wasn't. Okay. Well, most people were. There was a, there was a, quite a few people saying well, this, this could be a work. This could be a work. Maybe he is not leaving. It seems like he's fucking leaving because yeah. that that seemed like that seems like something that you do. Not only is he leaving, he might never come back now because of, <laughs> of uh, if he's having this attitude on the show, I can only imagine how he is backstage. So, um, but yeah, it's to me. I don't. I still don't know what they're doing with these guys, and. I don't know why they're still not on a show. <laughs> like, how how long are they going? They're going to have these new guys be free agents until they finally put them on something. Well, and they they put Lacey in the Royal Rumble and saw what she could do, and she hasn't been on TV since. So, yep. But they put Nikki Cross in the Rumble, and we saw what she could do, and she also hasn't been on TV that much. So <laughs> she's been so. on pretty much every week doing something. Yeah, not not doing much. She yeah. should be in more she than Sanity in, has. That's true. That is true. I will give you that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know at this point what to say because I was never a big EC3 fan to begin with, but I, I respect the fact that the guy has talent and he's not being utilized. His talent, his <laughs> biggest fucking attribute is his ability to talk. Yeah. And they don't fucking let him talk. They build segments around taking the mic out of his hand. Yeah. That's like if you said, all right, uh, so Seth, we're going to let you do nothing but cut promos. You can't wrestle. We're not going to let you do that. All you can do is cut promos. So we're going to take the weakest part of what you do, hide the best part of what you do, and then expect you to get over. Yep. <coughs> so... Yeah, I don't know at this point what they're planning on doing. Um, it used, I, I, we had that report come out that like Triple H only wanted people called up if they had storylines. We called up a bunch of fucking people and they have no storylines. So right. I don't know what the fuck's going on at this point. And we still don't know what's going on with Lars Sullivan. So Yeah. But uh, at least we stopped airing that video of all the call-ups, so that's good. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, God damn it. So, uh, one more topic to talk about before we get to our main events, uh, and we're back to all elite wrestling uh, because we've had some some people now who have been talking to all elite wrestling. One of them being Batista, which was interesting. Uh, Batista has obviously been talking to WWE about possibly showing up at WrestleMania 35, um, but now AEW is talking with him. Uh, because Batista is a guy that you could easily turn around, and he would bring more eyes to it than Chris Jericho would. Um, not according to Chris Jericho. Not according to Chris Jericho, of course, but Chris Jericho's an asshole. Fuck Chris Jericho. Um, He's approaching we, CM Punk levels at this point. He is. He really is. For a guy who largely like said CM Punk was kind of an asshole, so you're kind of turning into what you hated. 
Um, but we also heard, obviously, that Randy Orton was talking with AEW. Uh, I don't see that happening as much because Orton seems like much more of a prima donna. Well, Orton's also um, under contract, so if he were yeah. talking to them, that would be a whole bunch of legal problems. So I don't know yeah. if I buy that report. Right, exactly. Um, so yeah, so AEW trying to uh, to swing their big dick and and hit one out of the park here because if well, they get Batista, that's a fucking coup. Yeah, absolutely. And Batista originally was planned to do a program with Hunter going into WrestleMania, and then Hunter, of course, at the Greatest Royal Rumble or whatever, what was it? Not not the Greatest Royal Rumble, Crown Jewel, Crown, Crown Jewel, tore his pack, and now that match is in definite definite uh, question. It ain't, it ain't happening. Let's probably not. Way. Probably <laughs> not. He did say he's finished with rehab, so who knows? Yeah. Um, but yeah, Batista would be huge. And if you follow the road to double or nothing series on YouTube, which is a different from being the elite, it's one that Cody puts on. Um, they did something this week where they were sort of going to, he brought some flyers, uh, promo photos to Brandy for her approval, being that she is the chief branding officer. Yeah. Uh, and it was the matches that they've announced, the women's match, the, th- the triple threat women's match that they announced this week. Uh, Kenny and Jericho, and then they get to a third one, and it's Cody, and the other person's face is blurred out. Yep. And she says to him, "Really, this is a thing you want to do this?" And he just so clearly they have a match scheduled with somebody who's a big enough name that they want to hold the suspense. Right. Um, could that be <clears throat> Batista? I don't know. It could be. That would certainly fit the bill for that big sort of lead up. Um, if it's Joey Ryan, I think it's going to be a letdown. Right. Uh, but the way they're building it up, Batista would be a payoff that would be satisfactory to the kind of build they're giving it. Right. Um, well, if it's if it's John Moxley, it's a big enough build up for it. True, but he'll <clears> have a ninety day no compete, <throat> and if his contract's up in April, I can't see him being at a March event. So, double yeah, nothing's true. in March, right? Oh, is it? I thought it, it was. Hold on. Is it March or eight May? I think it was one of the M months. I don't know. All right, well, you look that up, though. Um, as for Batista, I mean, it wouldn't shock me because this is a guy who, for a lot of opportunities and a lot of times, has, has seemingly felt slighted by the WWE. Uh, it's a guy who asked has asked to go back and has basically been told, we don't have anything we can do with you. Um, he wanted to go promote Guardians of the Galaxy on their show, and they said, well, we don't know if it's going to be a big hit. Uh, of course, fucking just idiotic it's a marvel movie of course it's going to be a big fucking hit um venom was the shits and it made a million dollars millions and millions of dollars i should say um so i could easily see a scenario where batista is so disenfranchised with wwe here's here's somebody throwing a big high profile match at you for a lot of money for a one-off yeah i could totally see him appearing at double or nothing yeah for sure um so uh, Double or Nothing is May 25th. Um, but like yeah. you said, it is... I knew it was one of the yeah, But like, like you said, uh, most likely Dean does have a 90-day co- no, no-compete no clause. Now, it doesn't mean he can't be at house shows for AEW and eventually show up on there. But then, so. they're not... They're not <clears throat> so here's here's the other, other part of this. We got um, solidified plans um, pretty much for the schedule going forward here. So May 25th, obviously, is Double or Nothing at the MGM Grand Arena in Las Vegas. There will be then a show in June, then the Jacksonville show in July. Um, then August, they're heading to the Royal Albert Hall in London, England. That, uh, they've said no. That's, that's oh, they said no now? 
I've heard okay. the Royal. I don't know if the show could be official, but I've heard the Royal Albert Hall part is not uh, not really okay. a thing. That was a rumor. Well, they well they they will most likely have a show in August. Then September will be all out at uh, Sears Center in Chicago, and then October they start their weekly television. Now, first off, that's awesome to have a show a month until you get your TV tapings. But second, wasn't there something else going on important in October? With like a TV deal that just took place. What was that again? <coughs> oh, that's right. That's when the new WWE TV deals take place. Hmm. 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 Interesting that All Elite Wrestling will be going live on a new network. Waiting until hmm. WWE is on Friday nights. Waiting until WWE is on Friday nights. So not only do you have that, but also... Of course, add that to the fact that we heard the Tuesday Night Dynamite moniker... A long time ago, so. Well, I didn't. I didn't think they're going on the same night. Well, but that's. I, what, but I'm saying, if your if your plan yeah. is a Tuesday night show, you're not going to do it while SmackDown's on. So right. the time frame would make sense. Yeah. So, the other thing is, there's going to be an, an open time slot on Tuesdays on USA Network. What could we fill that with? Uh, if USA wanted <laughs> wrestling on that time slot, they would have just bid to keep WWE there. Oh, I'm just saying. The TNT it's, or TBS is the most likely location at this moment. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So that I I thought that was great when I saw that schedule. I was like, huh, that's interesting timing for TV tapings to start. Yeah. No. Uh, so this this whole thing with with Cody's mystery opponent here. We we talked about the potential of Batista. Who else do we think? could be that guy if we're looking through the landscape of sort of big names that would be i mean cm punk's obviously the one a lot of people have pointed to it's not going to be cm um, punk i don't think so either and fuck cm punk um, uh the rock is a potential i don't think so i'd be shocked i don't think so either i'm just saying the rock has too much financially invested in his his partnership with the wwe especially with the page movie and all that other stuff um i wonder if dustin Rhodes might be out of contract by then maybe we don't know his his. We know he hasn't shown up ever. No, but it's cl- it, it's a white guy. We do know that. If you look at the picture, you can tell it's clearly a white a white guy's face blurred out. But it, they're they're playing it up as it's if it's somebody that Cody has history with. Yeah. What about? Ooh, I got it. What about? I don't know if it's a big huge surprise, but what about Ted DiBiase, his former tag team partner? Um, you know, Dib DiBiase is a possibility. Damian Sandow is another one. Yeah. Um, <sighs> Damian Sandow I, never got over, though, outside of his stunt double role. Even when he broke up with The Miz, he was never able to translate it, and then he went to TNA, and it was awful. And Yeah. Yeah, I can't think of really anyone else that he's really been linked to. I mean, obviously there are guys that... Could potentially, you know, Bully Ray could be it. I mean, he uh, has the connection to Orton. There is that. I mean, they did do Legacy together. Yeah. Again, I don't think Orton would be free from his no-compete and time to be on that show anyway. So I think no. that, that one goes out the window, even if his contract was coming up anytime soon. Yeah. Um, David Arquette? <laughs> oh, uh, Stephen Amell. Yeah, I don't think they would keep that a secret, though. They've got a pretty good relationship with Amel. He's been on their shows before. Like, This, to me, is clearly somebody that they want to promote as a heavy, big surprise. Wade Barrett? Could be. That's another one. That's a possibility. Yeah. 
Uh, Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, potentially. Dolph Ziggler matches up with the timeline. Okay. Because by all accounts, Ziggler's contract ended January 31st. Yeah, fair enough. So his 30-day no-compete clause, or 90-day no-compete clause, would be up by, by May. Um, consensual penis himself, Enzo Amore. No. <laughs> no? No. <clears throat> no? All right. All right. I'm just, I'm just and it's saying. a real one. Sorry, real one. That's right. Uh, big KS. Is it true that he's still in Jeff Jarrett's finisher these days? I don't know. I didn't know he was wrestling. Yeah, the stroke. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> I thought um, you'd appreciate that one. That was a Troy joke. That's nice. That's nice. Um, yeah, you know, there, there are definitely possibilities here. Uh, so let's move into our main events uh, before I completely lose my voice. Um, so what do we do for the SmackDown Women's title at WrestleMania? What is your plan for Asuka's title at Mania? So uh, we talked about it earlier when we were doing the Royal Rumble picks, and, and to me the, the easy solution was to have it be Ember Moon. Obviously that's no longer an issue. She's going to miss WrestleMania with her injury. So the reason this is on here is because rumors started circulating today, at least in certain corners of the wrestling commun- internet community, uh, that the plan is Asuka versus Mandy Rose. Um, we've heard forever that Vince loves Mandy Rose, wants to make her a huge star, etc., etc. So it wouldn't be completely shocking, but there's been no indications towards her having any type of singles push on that level. Whoever it is, whatever it is, it's going to be underwhelming, and it almost at this point to me looks like we're gearing up for one of those horrible, like, six-woman schmoz matches for the women's title, like throw Carmella in there with Naomi and Asuka and, you know, the Iconics or whatever and see what happens. And, like, I I don't think it's going to be anything of any import, sadly, and that speaks volumes because they have the opportunity to do something special with and have two really just amazing women's championship matches with Becky and Ronda and Charlotte and Asuka. And they're going to completely blow that opportunity. I believe you're still on mute, sir. The logical choice at Mania would have been Asuka versus Charlotte. Because you already have the built-in storyline there of Charlotte beating Asuka to begin with. And you could have done that with Ember, too. That's what I was saying. You have yeah. a, a storyline there already. Yeah. Um, so for me... You know, preferably, um, I would like to see um, Nikki Cross. I think she'd be uh, a really good person to kind of lead SmackDown if they decide to put her over there. Um, She's not at that level yet, though. She could be, though. Asuka was Asuka was was nobody until a couple weeks ago. So uh, I wouldn't say she was a nobody. She was in a, what, the best match on last year's WrestleMania card, really. Yeah, but she she fell heavily, and they they brought it back up in an instant. So sure, but they can do that, right? Um, you know, you what, could. What about a legend returning or something like that? I mean, you could have her face off against Trish, but I don't. That that really doesn't get my dick hard, you know. To, could we move Alexa over? Yeah, I mean, you could move a lot of people over, but it seems like they're not going to do that. Um. Because if you're going to do that, I, I mean, Bailey or Sasha, Sasha Banks, I would love to see over there since the well, other. The yeah, other I think they're going to be involved in women's tag team situation at, at Mania. 
I don't know. Um, the other option, obviously, is calling someone up and building them up really quickly, like Kyrie Sane or Io Shirai. Shayna Baszler. Shayna Baszler definitely is another one one of that. Um, you know, otherwise, yeah, I mean, the, it's, it's kind of slip pickings over SmackDown because you took your two biggest oh, fucking SmackDown stars and moved them to Raw. Wait a second. We've heard rumors this week that WWE is talking about a return for Eva Marie. <clears throat> there you go. Book it, Eva Marie versus Asuka. SmackDown title of Mania. That's right. I don't know that she's... She'd probably come back with red hair, right? I don't know. They'd probably, they'd probably make her. All right. Well, unless you've got something else to say, we have to talk about some Jews getting burned up in a chamber. It's Elimination Chamber predictions. Uh, actually, in, in Germany, it's no escape. I think they I think they just call it Elimination Chamber in Germany now. I nope, think they nope, stopped. I, nope. I think they stopped doing that. Not according to Wikipedia. Oh yeah. No. Oh. Still okay. Build is no escape. Which still isn't that much better than Elimination Chamber. Not really. No. You know, but I guess, sure. All right, so no escape. The kickoff show. The Cruiserweight Championship will be on the line as Buddy Murphy takes on Akira Tozawa. This, to me, a little bit of a letdown to have Tozawa get a singles match against Buddy Murphy. Now, the match itself, I think, is going to be great because it's Buddy Murphy and Tozawa. But the problem, to me... Uh-oh. Uh-oh, it looks like one of our hosts might have forgotten to put his picks on. You know what that means. <laughs> so, uh, to me, like I said, I mean, this match will be really good. There's there's no doubt about that. But like I said, I would have I would have preferred to see somebody else. At this point, like, um, Carrillo would have been a better choice, in, in my opinion, to go against it. But we've got Tozawa, so... Um, me, Jeff, and Adam have all chosen Buddy Murphy to retain. Jason, what say you? Yeah, I can't see a scenario at this point where you take the title off of Buddy Murphy, and certainly not for Tozawa to have a second meaningless reign. All right. Uh, it looks like Sal has chosen Oklahoma. Oh, that's a former WCW Cruiserweight champion right there. I have no recognition of somebody named Oklahoma being a cruiserweight champion. That was champion. when Ed Ferrara uh, pretended to be Jim Ross. Oh, shit. That's right. Okay. I got you now. The other uh, pre-show match that we're going to have, which has now become a no-DQ match for the second time, Braun Strowman takes on Baron Corbin. Um, now, me, Jeff, and Adam have all correctly predicted that Braun Strowman will win it. Jason? Uh, Braun Strowman. Uh, Sal apparently believes that Abyss is in this match. So, still going with a Haas, at least. So at least it wasn't Dwayne Gill. Uh, the Intercontinental Championship will be defended by two people against one person. Because, you know, that's how something's happening. Bobby Lashley and his slave take on Finn Balor. Um, now Jeff has predicted that Bobby Lashley would retain. Jason, what do you say? Uh, I'm going to go with, so this is where I was talking about earlier. Uh, if we're doing the whole Kevin Owens returning, people forget Bobby Lashley is the one that put him out. So mm -hmm. Kevin Owens and Lashley for the Intercontinental title makes a lot more sense to me. So as much as I would like to see Finn Balor get an opportunity to carry the Intercontinental Championship, and I think it would look, it would be a great look on him. Uh -huh. Um, 
I think it's going to be Lashley holding on here. All right. Sal has chosen Jushin Thunder Liger. That's a good choice for Intercontinental Champion, I tell you that. Uh, <clears throat> moving right along, the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. The Miz and Shane McMahon, the greatest tag team ever. <laughs> take on the Usos in the Uso Penitentiary, if one of them can get out of it. <laughs> Jason, what say you? Uh, I am going to go with uh, Shane and the Miz. All right. Um, me, Jeff, and Adam all agree with you. Uh, Sal has chosen the Highlanders. That would be Rory and... What was the other one's fucking name? Robbie. Some of them are. Robbie, that's what it is, yep. McAllister. The Raw Women's Championship match. Even WWE doesn't want you to believe that Ruby Riot's going to win this one. But Ronda Rousey's taking on Ruby Riot. Um, I think it's safe to, to assume that you have chosen to go with the rest of us and say that Ronda Rousey is winning this. Yes, absolutely. <clears throat> yep. Sal's going with Bianca Belair. Not in the match, buddy. You need to. You need but to she look is hard. undefeated. It's true. That is true. Uh, the women's tag team championships will be decided in an elimination chamber match, with the winner being the first ever women's tag team champion and being able to be used on both shows because nobody else in the company is allowed to be on the other show while a member of the other show. They definitely don't have any women that are on SmackDown show up on Raw ever. Um, I can go ahead and take that up because she is back in a match. Okay. Uh, so the teams are the Samoan Twat twi- 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 Twizzlers, Bitches, Nia Jackson, Tamina. You know, you, you set us up tremendously for this new name you had for them, and you sort of flubbed on the delivery. Nope, that wasn't me, dude. Look, no. at, your, look at your messages. That was Adam. Okay. Um. The Riot Squad, Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville, which is now Fire and Desire? Is that their name? It has been for a while, actually. Okay. All right. So, sure. Uh, the Iconics, Peyton Royce and Billy Kay, Bailey and Sasha, she is back in a match, and the cheerleaders, Naomi and Carmella. That's, that's uh, a fabulous glow. <clears throat> fabulous blow, yep. That's probably why she was driving down the wrong way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> While driving, that's impressive. <laughs> yeah. Usually it would be while Jimmy was driving. <laughs> well, you know, you, you know, you, you got to treat your man right. <laughs> Some sometimes, you know, you gotta you gotta make his balls wet even while you're you're busy doing something. Um, <clears throat> Sal has gone with a jumping bomb angels, not in this match. Uh, but former and, women's tag team champions. Sure. Me and Jeff have gone with the Riot family. Adam went with fire and desire. Jason, who are you going with? I would love to say the Iconics, and they're, they're the most tag team tag team in this thing, and it should be them, but I think it's going to be Nia Jax <clears throat> and Tamina, uh, and I think they're going to carry the belts into Mania. Uh, similar to what I said with the NXT UK tag titles, I think you want the first champions to be heels uh, and allow the faces, in this case, Bailey and uh, Sasha to chase and probably have the big crowning moment at WrestleMania. All right. I just realized I forgot to edit this last one. Um, the what will most likely be our main event. The WWE World Championship will be online in an elimination chamber match as Daniel Bryan, along with Biodiesel, take on AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, Randy Orton, Kofi Kingston, and Jeff Hardy. Now, Sal has gone with the Macho Man Randy Savage, not in this match as well. Um, 
but former champion nonetheless. Yeah, he, he's definitely um, going with former champions in all these picks, yeah. so you can't really... I'll give him that, yeah. Uh, Jason, what do you say? <sighs> I'd love to do something creative here, but I, they just put a bunch of money into making that new belt for Daniel Bryan. I can't see him taking them off of him at this point, so I'm going to go Daniel Bryan. Yeah, it looks like the rest of the hosts agree with you as well, because none of us see Daniel Bryan losing his match, or losing his belt before Mania. So... The bigger question is, does Luke Harper show up and help, or Bray Wyatt show up and help him win? Yeah, yeah. Form, for reform the old, new Wyatt family. The, the, um, the Bryant family. Yeah, and we also, of course, have Kevin Owens as a wild card in this, on if he shows up or not. Um, well, it's a SmackDown title. I assume he's going to return to Raw. Yeah, you know, we, we never know, but yeah, I'm most likely on Raw. Although Owens and Daniel Bryan could be a fun program for Mania. That, that's it would be great. It would be such a such a change of pace too, because they're opposite alignments than we would expect. Yeah, that could be fun, actually. What's going on in the independent circuit? Oh, this coming Saturday, Atlantic Pro Wrestling returns. It is Saturday night, February 16th, with our great night of wrestling action. From the Newburyport Elks Lodge, 25 Lowe Street, Newbury, Mass., it is Full Force Elimination 8. A triple main event will take place for the APW New England Championship, the vacant APW New England Championship. Big Bacon Brad Hollister takes on Demon Ortiz in a no-holds-barred Newbury street fight. DTF Dan Terry takes on the selfie-made man Vern Vicalo, and we will finally crown an APW Women's Champion as that title has been vacant for a while, but it will be decided in a last woman standing match as the Widow Belmont with Ed Hunt takes on Vanity Vixen. Also, the debut of APW debut of Corin Mink as she takes on former women's champion Adira. We will feature the full force elimination matches, five on five elimination style bouts, and the winners from both of the two full force elimination matches move on to the full force elimination finals later in the night. In match one of round one, Team Ike featuring Ike, Royce Bishop, Sean Leiter, Kevin Giles, and Marco Santiago take on Team Bugsy, Bugsy Stone, Stiff Mike. Cousin Larry, Derek Simonetti, and Insane Dick Lane. Second match of the Full Force Elimination Tournament, Team American Made, Big Gun Jim Sargent, the son of the gun, Jake Sargent, Mass Appeal Travis Gillette, and third generation Nick Curry team up with Cicero, and they will take on Team Venom, Champagne Joe Moakley, the Mad Dog Margarici, Owen Brody, the Canadian legend Matt Loudon, and Sheik Abdullah Hassan. Get your tickets now, your there are no front row seats remaining. I believe we are sold out of front row seats. You can go to AtlanticProWrestling.com on, or go to Atlantic Pro Wrestling on Facebook for more information. Ticket, oh, by the way, tickets are $12 at the door, advanced general admission $10, reserved front row seats $15, reserved second row seats $12, reserved front row and second row, receive early admission to the show. Doors open at 6 p.m., bell time is 6.30. So I believe they are sold out of front row, but there are still great seats available. All right. You know, speaking of, uh, of women, Widow Belmont's right there. I'm yeah. sure she'd love to be on ROH. Davey Enns, another great local uh, <laughs> talent who I think would be outstanding in ROH. There you go. The stars of Bruce City Wrestling return to the Elks Lodge in Waukesha, Wisconsin on Saturday, February 16th for Aftermath from Rise of Honor 15. Bell time is 7.30. Doors open at 6.45. Tickets are $20 reserve ringside in advance $60. Can be purchased on BruceCityWrestling1.com using PayPal or $18 at the door. Already signed, the Bruce City Wrestling World Championship will be online as the bearded bruiser Max Holiday takes on the ROH star Beer City Bruiser. 
The Brew City <laughs> Wrestling Women's Championship on line as Evil Sierra takes on AEW's Smiley Kylie Ray. And a tag team match to decide the brand new Brew City Wrestling Champions Curse takes on Maidens of Iron. More Fandomonium matches announced soon. Go to BrewCityWrestling1.com. Uh, follow him on Twitter at BCW1. Like him on Instagram, Bruce City Wrestling, and Snapchat, BCWBoss1, if you want to see some dicks. The Belltown Club and Dante Luna team up to bring live professional wrestling to the Malden Irish American Club on Wednesday, February 20th for the February vacation. Doors open at 6 p.m. and bell time is at 7 p.m. The main event for the El Mundo Boston Championship sees masshole Mike McCarthy make his first defense against the underground king, Slick Wagner Brown. Other matches, Toto Loco will take on the professional Channing Thomas. Dan DeMann takes on the selfie-made man, Vern Vicalo. For the El Mundo Tag Team Championships, the prize, Alec Price and Edgardo Montoya defend against Bugsy Stone and Big Bear. The Test of Strength Wrestling Championship will be on the line when Bobby Ocean puts the title up against DTF Dan Terry. Bo Douglas and Jason Rumble team up to take on the Middle Sex Express. Also, the Kowalski Classic Tag Team Royal, plus more matches will take place. Pre-sale special, order your custom tickets featuring various wrestlers on the show. You can pay with cash, app, Venmo, or PayPal. $10 pre-sale, 15 at the door. Front row seats are first come, first serve, and only 150 tickets will be sold to this event, so it is exclusive. Contact Dante Luna or text 617-444-9196 for tickets. All right, Lucky Pro Wrestling returns on Saturday, February 23rd with Homecoming Rampage from the Clinton Elks Lodge. <coughs> LPW champions photo op in the ring before the show, included with the price of admission. Each ticket order online comes with one free handy. Tickets are available at luckyprowrestling.com slash homecoming. Single tickets, $50 a piece, or get a family four-pack for just 50 bucks. It is the return of the over-the-top rope Lucky Lottery Rumble. The winner will receive the Opportunity Knox contract, which gives the winner a title match at any point. Scheduled to appear, but still no matches announced. LPW champion Vern Vicala with Julian Lay. LPW uh, Tate. LPW Vern Vicala will be defending the LPW championship against Makua in a bull rope match. Uh, I did catch that this week. All right. LPW Tag Team Champions The Bitter Club. LPW Hard Knox champion Randy Shaw. LPW Women's Champion Adira. Alicia Edwards, Retrosexual Anthony Green, Ro- Robo the Punjabi Lion, Shay Cash, uh, <laughs> Sweatboy Christopher James, Kellen Thomas, Danica, Johnny Analog, and more. So hard to pick out the actual people in that thing at this point. Well, Adam hasn't updated his own plugs in quite a while, so. Uh, Liberty States Wrestling and Ring of Honor star the Kingpin Brian Malonis are partnering with the Pinkerton Academy Class of 2019 to bring professional wrestling back to Derry, New Hampshire on Saturday night, March 30th. You'll see the stars of Liberty States Wrestling plus some special guests. Tickets for Astromania are on sale at astromanialsw.com. General admission floor seats are just $20. General admission bleachers are 15 If you get advanced tickets, you also get in the door early on the day of the show. On this card, you will see Ring of Honor superstars, the Bouncers, the Kingpin Brian Malonis and his partner, the Beer City Bruiser, Pickerton Academy graduate, the unequaled one, Todd Sopel, Liberty States Wrestling heavyweight champion, Vern Vicalo, the Mill City Hooligans, Chase Del Monte and Brian, the Logan Brothers, Robo the Punjabi Lion, Cam Zagami, fabulous Johnny Vegas, not America's sweetheart, Davian, Setherin with Vanity Vixen, the Widow Belmont, Nico Silva, that guy, Scotty Slade, and many more. And that does it for the run out. 
for this Thursday, February 14th. Happy Valentine's Day, fuckers. Follow us on Twitter at Rundown Podcast. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash rundownwrestling. Email the show your dick pics via rundownwrestling at gmail.com. Go to instagram.com slash rundownwrestling. Leave us a voicemail, 617-863-6967 at 61rundown7. We are on Patreon, which, as I said in our last episode, is newly revamped. Go to patreon.com slash rundownwrestling to become a patron. Uh, I recently shared a, a look at some of the items that you might be able to receive if you become a patron. That includes sticker logos of our shows, uh, as well as uh, a magnet. And if you are a $20 patron, a fucking t-shirt. So put our shit on that sexy-ass body of yours. Again, go to patreon.com slash rundownwrestling today. You can check out our website, rundownwrestling.com, for information on all the great shows, such as the Nitro Mania podcast, Hurry Up and Cruiserweight, Making the Grade, NXT Revisited, Dishonorable Discharge, and WrestleMania Salvation. Listen to our friends Kingpin Brian Malotis and Mike Crackett on the Wrestling Podcast about nothing but new podcasts every Monday. Go to facebook.com slash the WPAN or the WPAN.com. Check out our friend Justin Michaels on the show Yes Than Waltz. Go to yesterthanwaltz.com or, or watch it on your Roku through the RNTV app or the 24-7 Retro app. You can follow our host on Twitter at jstewart0920, at rockstartroy, at WrestleMania Sal, at the Salzer Effect, at Realist Tommy, at Making a Grade, at Ultramania Pod, at Hurry Up Cruiser, at Tech Fingers for Life, and at Johnny Analog. Thanks. You skipped Jeff. Because he's not a Twitter handle. Well, it's Instagram, so you can tell him to go to okay. Instagram at JokersWild, what W-Y-L-D-702. Yeah, there you go. And look at Jeff's dick pics. Thanks to all of you for listening. Thanks to Jason. Thanks, Troy. And thanks for our awesome theme song. Next week, we review All Jews Must Die. Escape, yep. So I guess that means we will see you next Thursday. Bye-bye. This has been a production of the Rundown Wrestling Network. If you're interested in having your podcast joined the Rundown Wrestling Network, please email us via rundownwrestling.com oops, rundownwrestling at gmail.com for more information. And thank you for listening. Yeah, that's one thing. Huh? That's going in on one thing. <laughs> <laughs>